What's going on? You're locked into No Long Talk with me, Marvin Sparks. And today, this is something a bit different. This one we call Talk The Things. That's Talk The Things, because I'm from London, so it's not a things, it's a things. And it's going to be like a conversation series where I'm joined by my special guest who I'll introduce in a second. And we'll just talk about like loads of issues that are in dancehall. It's not really going to be about like the gossipy side of things. It's going to be like what we class as proper issues because remember it's no long talk in it and the special guest that i'll be joined by slash collaborator is a dj artist events management and dancehall reggae know-it-all from day his name is seracy seracy how you doing i'm good brother how are you doing yeah i'm good man i can't complain good um just seracy if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, I, I'm Cersei, recording artist, um, stroke producer, stroke business entrepreneur, um, event manager, everything called Rum and Bass, um, which kind of tours the world, really. Um, and as an artist, really, I've recorded several songs along the way with, with various people from dancer, people like Spraga Benz, um, to like people like Fuse ODG and so on and so forth, so... We kind of get about a little bit, you know? Yeah. And you're, you were born in Jamaica, right? No. Born in Birmingham. I was born in Birmingham. So. Born in Birmingham. I went to Jamaica when I was a baby before I could even talk. So, That's where it is. You know, my first experiences of everything pretty much was Jamaica. So, yeah, that's my thing. And yeah, whereabouts in Jamaica was that? Um, started out, started out, started out in St. Catherine um, by a place called Brownsville. Where I'm from is a place called Ginger Ridge, which is just up the hill, really. From Brownsville, um, and then moved into Kingston, um, Vineyard Town, Kingston. Um, okay. After that, okay. And so obviously, dancehall and reggae and Jamaican music has obviously been something that's been with you for a long time. So you're obviously qualified to talk on Jamaican stuff. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have s- several <laughs> qualifications in life to be able to speak about Jamaican stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like we met. I think we met. Nah, we met before that. But this is slightly inspired by what we used to do with Joe Grime. Absolutely. Who unfortunately passed away in, what, 2014? Yeah, RIP Joe. Yeah, who was ahead of his time when you think about it, when you look at how these kind of podcasts have popped up now where, you know, you're having people sitting down and talking about stuff. And yeah. he was doing that on his Deja Vu show from, like, about 2012. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was Dancehall Debates, right? Yeah, Dancehall Debates, exactly, which side off as me and him. Mm-hmm. And then we used to agree on quite a bit. So then you brought in other voices, which included yourself. So, yeah, yeah so R.I.P. Joe Graham. Yeah. So, and, I mean, yeah, definitely. You know, funnily enough... I was doing a show at um, Lockside Camden the other day and it was, I remember we all, on the year that he sadly passed, we all played Camden Lock in May around that time as well, man. It was a real, real, real sad moment and happy moment as well, cause, you know, in in the memory of Joe. But it was one of those moments, but, but definitely we'll, we'll continue Bearing the torch. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, and um, burning a fire on what we need to burn a fire on as well. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. And Joe was definitely someone that was passionate about everything to do with dancing. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah, man. So big up, Joe. Mm. So shall we kick it off like uh, one of those Euro footballs? <laughs> kick it like a ball. 
So yeah, what what are you thinking of dancehall at the moment? How are you enjoying it? I'm enjoying dancehall, man, but I'm not really enjoying the subject matter. It's like we have with every other music. I suppose if you look at R and B or you look at hip hop, they've got their go to subjects. Um, but every now and again, you hear a few songs that kind of take you out of that 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 whole arena of money, gal, and you know what I mean. Um, I feel like dancehall is losing its creativity. Um, obviously, there are lyrical geniuses. I think Idonia is a lyrical genius. Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, Massacre, definitely lyrical genius. And there's a few that's coming out that I feel like, yeah, they're good. But the subject matter, man. Yo, and I'm not saying that you don't do tunes about gallon or, or your badness, but it what it shows me is when a tune like My Dream, which is a good tune, mm. strong, strong tune, just comes and just busts the place. It shows me that we want something else now. You know what I mean? There's the the market is open. I mean, I know that there's. And let me ask you the question because I never really had this conversation with you. Do you separate dancehall and reggae? Yeah, I think that there is a difference now. There wasn't in the nineties, but I'd say that there is one that's much more so now. Although you do still get like people that cross over, like say Taurus Riley, mm. um, Chronics. Like, there's a few that cross over, but I would say that there are, like, definitive lines. For example, like, Morgan Heritage. Mm. What they make is, like, to me, is just reggae. It's not any dancehall at all. Um, And, yeah, quite a few other people. I think, now, for me, personally, I've had this conversation several times, you know, um, is dancehall different to reggae? Is reggae different to dancehall, and so on? And when you speak the words, you almost—it's almost implied by by the word, right? So reggae, you ex- you 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 would assume, or you kind of take from reggae the slower form of the music. You know what I mean? So you like your Morgan Heritages, um, to a, well, not even to a certain extent, like like your Chronixes, um, and so on. But then when you ask artists and you speak to artists and they say especially the older school artists and they say well we call dancehall dancehall because directly it was the music that was played in the dancehall mm. I kind I tend to go with that I tend to kind of think well yeah you know so that's why you have people like Frankie Dancehall Paul yeah and that's why I say like back then I don't think that there was much of a difference mm. but um, nowadays you do like Jacure, for example, mm. is someone that you don't hear making dancehall. True. Do you get what I'm saying? True. He makes a, a specific type of... Like, Elaine, again, like, yeah, she's kind of done a little bit back in the day, mm. like, when she was on the Smash Rhythm or she was on, like, the Anger Management, but you don't really hear that from her anymore. Like, she's kind of got her lane where, t- to a certain degree, it's, like, the difference between, like, soul and, say, like, R&B and hip-hop. Mm. If you get what I'm saying, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. That's now that's a good point. That's a very good point because you got R and B. You know, it's clear. It's almost clearly defined, right? Yeah. R&B, this is R and B, and it's clearly defined. This is hip hop. So maybe that's what it is. Over the over the generations, it's changed to be, you know, dancehall is the more 
um, I would say out there side of reggae music. Yeah, and um, to me, a lot of it's down to like the mentality of the artist writing it. True. Like a lot of the time, I think that dancehall is much more open to being flawed, and yeah. it's more about like living in the moment and that. True. Whereas with reggae, it's a lot more like reflection, and a lot of people who like think about things before they do stuff if you get what I'm saying like mm. they analyse situations that's kind of the thing that I kind of get like to me I say that dance always where humanity is reggae is where humanity should be or, or wants to, to be, be. or yeah. aspires to be exactly no I'm with that and, that, and that's kind of how I kind of separate the two I'm with that I mean I would me personally my, my views may be slightly different because I put them all under the umbrella of reggae I and just call it all Jamaican music. <laughs> all Jamaican. Well, yeah. They, but then there's the argument, though. If we say Jamaican music, then are we saying, if I'm African, I can't do it? No, you can do it. But this is where it comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that kind of leads on to some of the things that we were going to say. You know, when we talk about Jamaican music is... And, and also, you know, the offshoots and people from different places doing this music... Um, what are you thinking about the kind of this this kind of Drake situation going on right now? See me, I find it interesting. Um, like obviously there's been like a lot of controversy about it, but you know what though? What I would say is that I believe some of the criticism only came about. Because the first song we heard was with Popcorn. True. Controller. And then he wasn't on it anymore. I think that if the song had come out without Popcorn, we never knew that Popcorn was on there. Because, as you know, you're someone that makes music. Demos, they come out. Mm. I mean, they don't come out, sorry. Demos are done. Mm. The person either likes them or doesn't like them. And then they make adjustments from there on. And then what we hear is the end result. You see, now, when you just said demos come out and I actually agreed with you, in the dancehall world, they do. You know what well, I mean? Well, yeah, in, yeah. In, in the dance, you know yourself, man. Yeah. In the dancehall world, you get the new whatever artist, whoever the artist is, such and such, and you get the file and it's distorted and it's not mixed right and it's like, Rob, how you mean? And then a few weeks later, is the proper mix. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So... But like in terms of like mainstream music, no, I I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Th- that kind of thing doesn't really happen. So, the like to me, I think that the criticisms are valid. Like, there should be well, not even should be. There could be dancehall artists on there that are actually featured on there. Yeah. But my issue is, is would people have said th- all what they're saying now had the popcorn version not come out originally? Like, I can imagine that if we all heard Controller for the first time with Beanie Man on there. A lot of people would have been like, oh, sick. He mm. put Tear Off My Garment on there. But, sorry to cut you, but don't you feel as though that was a bit of a random sample? It was, yeah. In, in the in the actual song, I was like, raw, where did that come from? Yeah. So... I'm not sure what, what the reason was behind that. I don't know, man. Do you feel as though he... Almost wanted to put these artists on, but just felt as though, you know what, it's easier to put on a sample than pay whatever. I don't know. I'm not really on the chatty patty business card. That's not what this is about. This is talking yeah. things. But, you know, 
it just my it just begs the question really like what go on from like you know why put I don't know I look at Tear of McGarmin and I look at Control and I'm like if I was going to select a tune and I know this is in the mind of Drake right so I nobody can think with the next man's mind but in the mind of whoever I possibly wouldn't have chosen that song not because it's not a sick song it's just because it just in my mind didn't seem to to fit with the actual song yeah yeah um but that said you know however millions of people listen to that song now know that there's a guy called Beanie Man that's done this song called Tear From Gamma and they can hopefully go and research it yeah I mean that probably it, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you go onto YouTube now you'll see oh Drake sent me here with yeah. about 50 likes or something like that on the comments so real talk so so that kind of helps that but I mean back to the original point of Popcorn's on the version we all heard yeah all of us liking as you put it Jamaican music got gassed about it yeah and said, yo, Popcorn's on this Drake thing. We've been expecting it for a while. Yeah, yeah. This has come out. Good verse from Popcorn. Good song. I'm like, yeah. You know? Can I ask you a question, though? Go ahead. You say about, like, Tear Off McGarment mm. not fitting the song. Do you think that Popcorn and Drake are talking about the same thing on controller? Good question. You know, the right hand's so special to me. He I, says, baby, you make me happy. Wind up your sexy buddy for poppy. I think he's just on a vibe. I think he he's was on a vibe. vibe, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's on a vibe. But then when you hear Controller, the album version, and you hear what he's talking about on that, mm. it, to me personally, it's a bit more concise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Although yeah. I don't think that it has anywhere near as much like sing-along value as what Popcorn brought to it, because Popcorn's bits are the standout hooky bits. Melody guy, man, Popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think, with that though, did he just go back to the lab and just say, all right, we ain't got a puppy verse, let's build this in. And also, the other side of that is, as I find quite regularly, on US primarily, USJA collaborations, they don't always kind of correlate with each other. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's normally like... I always... Well, not always, but most of the time I get the feeling that they're like, yo, there's... Yo, man, there's this sick Jamaican artist, man. We need to get him on the track. And they just get him to do a verse and then they just do their own thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel that sometimes, you know, the Americans, they, they get these artists to feature on tracks and it don't really... Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Although sometimes the tracks actually... The tracks may not make sense, but they sound good. Does that... Does that yeah, but like, what? What's an example of that? Flip, you know. Um, I can't necessarily think of any recent examples. Maybe the, maybe the will I am tune with the Idonia sample. You remember that one? Oh yeah. Was it Will I Am and Jeremiah? It's your birthday. No, no, no. It was Cody Sutton, some guy that's a one-hit wonder. Well, I'm not even a one-hit wonder because yeah. he was only a feature on there. But yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's my birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Did the Idonia sample necessarily make sense on that? No. Although I think that that was just like for the sound of it, rather than yeah, it worked. Yeah. But if but as somebody that's you're you see now, you're a man that sits down and listens to lyrics. Yeah. 
So as I as am I, so we would go, right that but why would you do that? And maybe it's the same thing that we're saying with tear off my garment. It's like why okay. would you put why would you put that there? Yeah, you don't yeah, make, yeah. But there are people that go to the rave and don't listen to the music. You know what I mean? They go to the rave and dance. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of wish I was like that because sometimes, enough times I'm in the rave and I'm like, well, but but this don't go with that and that don't go. And some people just go there and dance. And, you know, I've, I've, I've chatted to women sometimes and said, you don't realise what's being said on that track. And they're like, didn't really check for it. Yeah, I, yeah, It just yeah. sounded good. Yeah. And you're like, rah, okay. So I think I say all of that to say, regardless of whatever, you know what? Sometimes if it just sounds good, maybe it just works. And that's what you're saying with the, with the whole popcorn thing. Did he, did he, it may have just been a vibe. He may have just done some melodies on a track, sounded good, and that was it. Woof. Um, Drake may have later, because the rumor that I heard was that there was going to be a, like a remix package coming out for it. Yeah. Which would have included the, the poppy version. I've seen. Um, but, I don't know if I don't know if people do that anymore really like here's a single and a single package I think do you know what Drake does throw out stuff like just because yeah so but then potential yeah there's potential but then you gotta think that certain people are leading the way with all this thing now like with Beyonce and a whole lemonade thing it's just like you know it's twice that she's done that where it's a visual yeah, yeah like audio visual and I think that's the way to go so that's because you can't sell music, though, but whatever, that's the next debate. That's the next argument, man. Um, Can, yeah. Would you say that the popcorn removal was a diss to popcorn and to dancehall? No. I think we run the risk of taking things too personal sometimes. Mm. Um, do I think Drake sat down in his yard and said, yo, I don't rate dancehall, so I'm going to take popcorn off? No. Did he sit down and say, boy, you know what? I don't feel as though this verse fits the song in this format now, possibly. Um, but again, what we you know, we hear so many different stories. We hear stories where Popcorn knew it wasn't gonna be on the single and you know On the album. On the album, sorry. Um, so I can't take this as a diss because I heard Popcorn say nothing. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard Popcorn say, yo, this is a diss. So why are we taking it up for, for you know, arguing for Popcorn? And we know Popcorn to be the kind of person that speaks his mind. Yeah, for real. And I mean, he did then go and sample him on another song. Yes. No, he did that. Was it Sample? I'm sure. Yeah, no, a Sample. Yeah. It's his song Love You Bad, I think it is, from the Where We Come From album, which is on the Rihanna song which is going to be a smash like I think this week in the UK it's like midweek number 9 Wow! and it's just like an album track like it's not even on the radio or nothing like that as far as I know so and obviously as you know with samples you get money from that so he's getting money from that which is another thing I find quite interesting because you've got like Sarani's vocals on 9 which is his vocal from Dying so that means that him and Movado are getting money from that tune there Mm. you've got Obviously, Beanie Man tear off my garment mm-hmm. on controller, mm-hmm. and you've got Popcorn getting money off too good. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. Like one thing that I find quite interesting, though, on another thing to do with that is, like people have been there attacking Drake and that, 
and fair enough. But he's actually included dancehall artists into it. Like, even though, even while he's using a bit of dancehall influences in that, he's still got samples that kind of patch it back to, to Jamaica. Yeah. But there's like loads of songs right now that are in the charts that, like Hold Up, for example, we talk about Beyonce. Hold mm. Up, it's produced by mm. Diplo. Sounds like a reggae song. She even says Missing Say. So she was obviously going for a Jamaican reference and she got it from the song itself. Yet she hasn't said anything about like Jamaica or anything like that. Although she has worked with Mr. Vegas in the past and she worked with Sean Paul. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's, there's quite a lot of songs in the charts at the moment where there's a Jamaican reference, but no link back. So I think it's kind of interesting that people go at Drake for it when he's actually giving back in a sense. I mean, I look at this two ways. Um, first and foremost, if an American chooses to adapt, or if an artist chooses that isn't Jamaican, chooses to adapt patois to a certain extent, um, should they always then say, "Oh, this is Jamaican influenced"? Um, and also, if we as Jamaicans in the music arena give away so much why are we getting upset at the fact that people take alright let me let me try and explain that a little bit more you remember 08 08 09 dubstep yeah used a bag of yard samples yeah 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 who was it was it Koki did all of them man do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. massive song massive tune yeah, massive yeah, yeah. tune but yeah they were just Didn't yeah get. sampling enough Sizzler Every, everybody got a sample, yeah, man. Yeah, everybody yeah. got a sample. Capitan Sizzle, everybody got a, yeah. got a sample. Um, but it was almost as though, it was almost like, I never, I well, maybe it happened and I missed it, but I never heard Jamaica in so much uproar no, about you, that at the time. Do you know what though? I don't actually think they knew about it. What? Yes, yeah, still. Because, the reason why I say that is because of how late they were onto dubstep. Like yeah. they only got onto dubstep after like Skrillex, Skrillex come with and that Amanda, yeah. noisy chainsaw bollocks. <laughs> now that's gonna lead me onto what I'm saying now. Okay. Then you had EDM kind of that came from ish dubstep. Yeah. Um, because remember it just came became the back off. Yeah. It, yeah, it's that noisy dubstep that we was all like, what? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember I went to yard twenty either thirteen or fourteen. 2014, 2014, when I went yard 2014, almost every yard producer I knew wanted to make EDM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the conversation. Yo, I have to build this EDM team. I have to build this EDM. And I'm like, you do understand that EDM is trying to be you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the point I'm making, I'm saying all of that to say to say this of, um, we have to kind of, to a certain extent, pick our battles. yeah. Because we can't be, we could, like you said, we can't be mad at Drake, but not mad at Beyonce. Yeah. Or jump up and down because Rihanna did this. Or, 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 you know, jump up and down because Rihanna did this. But then when Justin Bieber did it. Yeah, it's a problem. No, but, but yeah, the joke though. When Justin Bieber first came out with Sorry. Yeah. And I know you're, on, you're, on, I know you're online. Mm. How much Yardman was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Justin Bieber's using Dancer. A lot. A lot. And then and everyone wanted to cut a version of it as well. Thank you. And then 
comes that switch up. Yeah. Yo, but Justin Bieber's not showing no love. And it's like, oh, 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 oh. a week ago. It was blessed. It was it was all good. So what's our arguments? Yeah. You know? And I feel like we need to have more control on our scene and do more with our scene. Then I think once we once once we control our own scene, then we can kind of get to the point where we're saying, well, we've got our arms around this, you know what I mean? And 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 actually can then start making, you know. So would you say that it's got to a point now, like, whereas at one point it was a novelty, like you had the Justin Bieber and then you had like a Rihanna, but then like now you're getting quite a lot now. So maybe there's a feeling that, raw these international people are, because that's one of the points that like Mr. Vegas makes, for example, is that all of these international artists are able to go to as far as possible when they make dancehall songs. But when Jamaican artists do them, they're not getting anywhere, anywhere near as close to that. Like they always get the door shut in their face. Oh, we don't play that. Do you get what I'm saying? So do you reckon it's become a point where it's gone from a novelty to hang about? This is like an epidemic and we're getting shot out here. Yeah, but bro, we we contributed to that. You know, we contributed to that when it was a novelty, we said, yeah, go and do it. And then now when more people did it, and you know, it was almost like for a stage, it was like the more unusual the person is doing dance, we was more, the more we would jump up and down, put them on our shoulders and say, look at this person doing dance. And because it's interesting to us. Yeah. Um, not realizing that once they leave the rock and go back to America, UK, Germany, wherever, they're performing to thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, I rate him as an artist. I really do rate him as an artist. Mm. I don't think Jamaica realised how big Gentleman was until man like Barrington Levy came and taught, and like Barrington Levy and them, and they was actually, you know, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say warming up, but, you know, there was on before him headlining yeah, yeah. headlining at festivals in Germany. Um, I remember having a conversation with a very, very well-known artist, I won't name no names. And this artist was complaining about, you know, going to touring, going on festivals, and Jamaican, it being Jamaican music festivals, but Jamaicans not being the highlight of the festivals. In Europe, yeah, yeah, which we know, which we know happens a lot. Yeah, for sure. And I'm, you know, then I'm, in, I'm in two minds with that. I'm like, you want reggae music to be global, and with that comes global people Most doing reggae music. Yeah. Um. So don't we embrace it? Don't we? Don't we embrace it and say, well, all right, this is a good thing for the music, and then push it. But then going back to your original question, and I know I have a habit of going off on, no, a, on cool. a tangent. And going back to the original question, which is, um, is there a point where we start to say, hold on, we need, why are we not getting the the traction yeah. from it? Um, and I believe it's a, I believe it's a number of reasons. I do, I do feel as though, especially if they're looking for love from the Yankee dollar, um, it's unlikely to happen. Um, purely because I don't think they are willing to accept that they can understand us. Yeah. Um, Americans are like that, though, a little bit. They're like, oh, yeah, I don't understand you. Like, I'm speaking English, yeah, but though. They, yeah, exactly. They say the same thing about, like, 
English people yeah, from England. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand you. Well, okay, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, um, I just, I, I feel as though we, right, let me put this to you then. African artists that do reggae music, because you have African reggae artists. Yeah. And Afro bashment. Yeah, Afro. Or well, Afro dancers, sorry. All of that, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. your whiz kids, I think, I know he does his Afro beats thing, but yeah, he's still, but he he's got, he's very bashy. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, all them artists there quite regularly are getting ten million mm. and plus views on YouTube, etc. Quite regularly are selling out places, selling out stadiums in Africa. Yeah. And I know Africa is a continent. All of my Africans are gonna say, "Yeah, man, you talk about Africa like it's a country, but and we know it's a continent." Africa, all over Africa, over. them man, there's cleaning up. Why are we not? Why, why is that not one of our objectives? Why, why, you know, one of the largest continents in the world? Why are we not aiming for there? Why, why are we, why are we concerned that Europe or America don't accept us? I mean, I think the answer's mainly tied up in with the fact that there's still a mentality that looks towards the West for credit, mm. like whatever you do. Like, as you know, on, on the roads, like, to a certain extent, like, people look for the validation from people who don't look like them or hang around in the same places that they do. And they see that more as an elevation rather than, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah A sideways yeah. move. Whereas money's money and success is success. I mean, you look at, like, arguably the most successful dancehall artist, touring-wise, is Busy Signal. I was just going to say the same And he thing. can't enter the... USA mm-hmm. and potentially the most touring um, reggae artist is Jacques he's definitely up there and he can't most go to America most than now or protege Poten- that's why I say potentially Potential, okay but do you get what I'm saying like he's been going to like Dubai and yeah, yeah, yeah. all across Europe and wherever that he can go for a very long time now Mm-hmm. if he's not the most tra- travelled he's definitely up there mm-hmm. and um, yeah he can't go to America so it's kind of interesting that those who aim the most for America aren't really excelling as much as those who aren't true I mean I saw and I know you probably saw the footage as well when Busy Signal sold out the stadium in Africa yeah yeah Uganda I think it was yeah and you think rah them money are selling out stadiums you know yeah yeah <laughs> and he doesn't even get booked on like Sting or nah but Conscience is another one who's big over in yeah. Kenya and Uganda yeah 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 I saw an interview with him and he was just like yo Regin you know I know Jamaica may say that nothing's not going on for me because I'm not in these streets I'm not going Mojito Monday or Uptown Monday or rare 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 but I'm getting this money you yeah. know what I mean I'm, I'm out here doing these big shows yeah I suppose, and and that's kind of where it's go, where, where for me, we argue that we're not being accepted by the West. Okay, there's many other places, you know, Brazil, South America, yeah, um, Japan, all of these places that love reggae music, yeah, yeah, exactly. and will accept you for who you are, yeah, because they've loved it for time, because they've loved it forever. So let's just, it's almost like you know what, let's stop complaining about these guys. And mess with who mess with us. Um, but that said, Busy Signal is on a telephone advert. Oh, yeah. 
nowadays. LG. And he's got one with Smirnoff as well. So maybe that line of acceptance is, is starting to show itself. Potentially. Potentially, man. But yeah, that's that. Um, would you say that the whole... Because in between Justin Bieber's song and now, for example, is you had the whole tropical house <laughs> thing where they... Where was it? Rolling Stone yeah. labelled work, Rihanna's work, tropical house. And you've also had Joss Stone being named the number one reggae, number one reggae, reggae artist yeah. by a Billboard magazine. Yeah. So do you feel that it's because of those two things why Sorry is now looked upon differently? Repeat the first one again. So you said before that Justin Bieber, when it first came out, everyone was like celebrating it. Mm. But then now it's like something to use as like the battering to say. Yeah, um, do you get what I'm saying? So, I, I but do you think that it's because there's been like an, a misinterpretation get, yeah. between then and now get, that yeah. people are like, no, see, we're getting our things stolen from us? Because I give you an example. It's like with the whole hip hop and appropriation stuff. Mm. Like Macklemore was selling what he was selling from before the Grammy Awards happened. True. As soon as he won the Grammy Awards, then it became a problem. A problem. Yeah, yeah. Same with Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea was doing what she was doing. Then when she got the, I think it was the American Music Award for Best Rap or Best Female Rap or something along them lines, then Iggy Azalea became, Iggy Azalea became a problem. So mm. do you think that it's a similar thing that's happened here where people feel like, hold on a second, these people are trying to steal and relabel our music. So just hit out against it. Um, no, I feel like there's been some there's some 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 shots fired from before that. What was that group's name? Was it Solo? That why you gotta be so rude? Uh, Magic. Magic. That's it. I remember people having a problem with Magic a few years back. Okay. Um, I remember some people defending saying, "Yo, reggae music is reggae music." I remember some people saying, "Yo, they're not." But um, would you say that that was coming from Jamaica? Weirdly, not as much. Yeah, I didn't really see it coming. Not as much. Uh, Jamaicans were jumping up. I think more so Jamaicans were saying, this is reggae music and we're being accepted. Um, But from the diaspora, there was the, this isn't reggae music. And I think maybe there's that backlash because in, in those outer areas, Jamaicans can see magic touring, selling out concerts, all of this. And then they're looking at, we're looking at our own stars and saying, well, how come they can, how come Magic are busting the place, getting radio play, rare, rare, rare. Here's this equally good song, not getting radio play because radio's saying, well, I can't play, you know. And I think that didn't really lick Jamaica until, you know, now. Yeah. So when the whole, the the, the Just Stone thing kind of came about, and I think the Just Stone really, Gave people that dose of reality that they needed. Yeah. Of raw, we live in that bubble, that reggae dancehall bubble of yo, such and such is a big artist, conscience or whoever you may want to name is a big artist. Mm. Not realizing, and again, I'm not saying that conscience doesn't, but not not necessarily realizing that these albums etc are not selling as much as we think they are. Yeah. Um. But wouldn't you say once again that that's that whole acceptance thing? Like would it? Like they're not would selling. It, 
no, like, even caring about what Billboard had to say. Yeah, because we do want we do want accept do we want acceptance do we want acceptance or do we want recognition? Because your recognition is number one. Oh, Billboard's a bit different because it's based on it's figures. Based, you can't yeah, argue with figures, and it's and it's only based in America. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like it's a reflection of what. Like if Just Stone was to go to any reggae festival in Europe. Would she be higher up the bill than nah. Ataris Riley? No, nah, no chance. You get what I'm saying? So, no chance. Even in America, obviously not all across America, but in certain parts of America, once again, could she sell out a venue if she was saying, all I'm doing is my reggae stuff? And could she sell more than Taurus Riley once no again? No chance. Do you get what I'm saying? So once again, it comes down to like how you kind of measure your success. But then, well, then it's perception, isn't it? it it's, it's perceived success. So it's like... Yeah, like you said, how do you measure your success? Is it is it by this billboard award that exactly. says this, or is it by you the fact that yeah, the fact that I'm touring, I'm yeah. selling out shows across the world, I'm good, you know. Um, I, I I I would agree with you, man. Um, and when you're asking, when you ask the question about you know the the misunderstandings or misgivings, I suppose, of the music, and I think it's important, I suppose for us to pay attention to the to the wider picture within the music um and not just the the here and right now and this goes this goes through everything you know it goes from the deals that people are signing nowadays um there's a lot of 360s etc going around it just it's just very important to pay attention to everything to do with the music and and to promote the music with the right image as well, you know. Um, well, I don't know if it was part of the subject to discuss today, but I feel as though dancehall's been getting a fight from as long as I can remember, um, and the nineties didn't help it with certain artists. I'm not going to mention, but we all know the controversies yeah, yeah. that they were. And the fact that there's certain groups that was just like, yo, we don't want this music at all in our country. Yeah. Um, it's done a lot to clean up its image as far as that's concerned. Um, but then I don't think we're helping ourselves when we're now, you know, hanging girls over balconies and... And, and throwing buckets on girls' heads and these kind of things. But yeah, so I, I feel as though there's many things that we should really consider before we start saying, oh, well, these, the radio or whatever's not messing with us. I feel as though there's a lot of things that we need to kind of look at ourselves and say, well, what are we putting across? And understand that we don't necessarily have the infrastructure see the infrastructure side I can kind of understand more so than the whole like the dancing side of things like I understand that the dancing stuff isn't going to be to everybody's taste however I'm born and raised in London but I've been to Jamaica many times Mm. so my culture is based on like first and foremost is based on like the experiences that I've had in London and the whole 
way that they express themselves while dancing isn't something that we're used to over here. But to me, while it might not be my cup of tea, I respect that that's what they do. Do you get what I'm saying? And I wonder sometimes if maybe we put our own interpretations of how we do things onto them and say that they shouldn't do it how they do. That Now, that's that's a good point. Because, yes, that, there's a lot of judgmentalness going on. Um, I feel as though... And when I was speaking pre- previously, I'm talking about as a person that has doesn't understand the culture. Yeah. Not as a person that says, all right, that's how they get down. Because you and I both know that the people that don't even get it are going to look and go, ooh, I don't know, that's a, that's a bit this or that's a bit that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but to me, I think that maybe the problem's on them. Yeah, so. no, it is. It's, okay. It is on them rather than us. I mean, to be honest, putting a bucket on somebody's head, I'm, I don't know about that. Still, I, I, gotta I don't say. know the context of it. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you don't Cause know a what lot I... of it is to do with like show and it's exhibition type stuff, isn't it? Really? Yeah, but then what happens is it goes from. I think we've progressively seen it, especially in like with Insta and Snapchat and these things. Um, we've seen it get more and more extravagant. Um, and everybody, there's a lot of upstaging yeah. going on. But then, to be honest with you, if you're a dancer and you need to be seen, and you, you're gonna have to upstage the other person. Yeah, exactly. So you know that's and that's the basis of a lot of it, isn't it? Really, is is one upmanship? Yeah, of course, definitely, definitely, one hundred percent one upmanship. So it is what it is, and and. You know, as long as nobody gets hurt, I think. I mean, the last time when I seen you seen the one where they set the woman got a backside set of fire. Maybe I don't really watch them if I'm honest. <laughs> I try. You try to avoid them, but yeah, as long as nobody gets hurt and everybody's enjoying themselves, I can't really complain. But do you think that is something that is bad for dancehall? Then, so would you say that it is something that's bad for dancehall? What and dancing? That, well, the way that they carry on with the antics sometimes, do you think that is something that should be curbed or stopped completely? Or I feel as though dancing is part of dance, yeah. obviously, yeah. in the name. Um, I... All right, then, when man used to climb ladders and jump off the ladders... Anti chicks, I used to be a bit like, for real? Hmm. What if somebody gets hurt? Yeah. And that's always been my view. Do what you're doing if everybody's enjoying it. That's how I feel. I, I, I could care less what others think about it if everybody involved wants to be involved and is enjoying themselves. Yeah, because, like, would you say that um, the whole kind of stance of making apologies? is worse for the music and for the culture of the dancing rather than trying to use the opportunity to put it into perspective and say, well, this might be foreign to you, but to us, this is just how we have fun and this is how we express ourselves. Everyone's a consenting adult. 
do you reckon that that's something that they should do more so than apologising every time? Absolutely. I think what, what I think we as a people need to do that more. We need to say this is us. Yeah. You know, this is us. This is what we do. We enjoy ourselves. This is our expression. Both, both. You know, and I know we're talking about Jamaican music, but you find that there's always that 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 question mark over what we do and how we do it. You know, we have Sting. Yeah. And there's several people on stage and one man grabs a mic from a next man and rare, rare, rare. Oh my gosh, that looks like... No, that's what we do. This yeah. this, this is part and parcel of what we do. Um, I mean, like, even sound clashes, for example. Yeah. Like, a man might tell another man about... His mum or something. mum, yeah. And to some people, it might be, oh, that's a bit too far. But then you could go two ways with it. You can say, oh, yeah... Maybe we shouldn't do that. Sorry for the offence that we've caused. Or you can stand up and say, no, this is how we do things. And then that kind of preserves the culture to a certain extent. I mean, with Sound Clash, the whole Sock Your argument was, wasn't always part of it. No, it wasn't. Um, but then you have to kind of go back to what, Fire Links and Mataran, Mataran and them. And, and um, what's the other one's name? Um, Put it on YouTube. Trooper. Wicked Trooper, yeah. Especially, yeah, yeah. them man there started that argument, and it became part of dancer. Oh, sorry, sound clash. Yeah. Now, there's two ways. There's there's two ways to deal with it. We step into a sound clash. My sound's clashing your sound, and you say, you know what, brother, I don't take kindly to a man saying things about my mother. You know, so cost me all you want, but let's just leave mums out of it. Um, that's one way. But if everybody says, yo, open target, anything, all right, cool. Yeah. But you see, like, sorry to stop you. Because, um, like, you could say Sound Clash culture is, like, another subculture within what goes on with within the whole dancehall and reggae banner as such. Yeah. Like, you could say the same about dancing. Yeah. So what you're speaking about there is, like, two people that are participating, having an understanding. Mm. But... What I'm speaking of more is from the audience perspective. Yeah, yeah. It's a case where is it a case where the audience should respect that the two people participate and have an understanding and regardless of my feelings, this is how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't like it, I should go. Or should they then be able to have like a say over it? Because I mean, effectively, that's what happens with the dancing side is that you might have two consenting people. Like for a man to find a woman in a tree, the woman would have gone into the tree. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. no. Well, look, I agree with you. I think once once the two people or the consenting adults have agreed, or the consenting adults have said, "Yo, I'm cool with this." Yo, the audience don't have not. If you don't want to see it, don't look. If you don't want to hear it, don't be there. You know, it's as simple as that. I I don't feel like the apologies. I feel the only time the apologies should be involved is when all right, then boom. I did this. It wasn't supposed to happen. It was wrong. I'm sorry. Not I did this. We was all cool with doing this, but because there's uproar, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know. Nah. Why do you think that that happens? Like the whole apology thing. Would you do you reckon that there's a potential that it's because you have people who are once again looking for that acceptance? Absolutely. And they want their culture to be validated by people who aren't of the culture. 
So anytime something like that pops up, then they're like, oh, sorry, let's change the way that we do things, kind of. Yes and no. I feel as though there's different... What I, no, they look at it as... A lot of these men come from the garrison. A lot of these people come from the garrison. Yeah. And if you've ever been to the garrison, you know so it's not really an easy thing. So, you know, dancing or being a dancer or, or, or various other forms of expression, even music, chat, lyrics, whatever, these are ways to help you get out of that environment. You know, now, what tends to happen is somebody will come and have a conversation with you and say, well, you know what you did? That's going to hurt your money. Um, and then people tend to say, all right, then how can I kind of fix this? And, you know, apologies, etc. Can can come about. Um, and that's where, that's where it ties in with your acceptance as well because it's like, well, it's going to hurt your money because you can't go to foreign. Uh, there would there would have been an opportunity for you to go foreign, but now because you did this, you can't go. So it's like, well, you know what, I'm sorry. Um, or, them, you know, I was saying all of that. Them, it may just be genuinely like a man's or woman or whatever. They've looked back on this and said, you know what? Shouldn't have done that. It don't look good. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, how much of that do you feel is genuine, though, the, the apologies? Because there's been a lot of apologies in dancehall. Yeah. I mean, to a certain degree, you don't really get much. Well, do you know what? I was... I did what I thought was right at the time. Maybe you didn't like it, but I thought it was fine. And maybe it's on you that... But that's just society as a whole. Mm. I mean, there's been many examples of celebrities who have said something with the right intention, but has been misinterpreted. Mm -hmm. So you've had people that then make apologies and you're like, well, what you said wasn't actually that bad. But as soon as there's like an uproar against something, then to quash the fire you get an apology yeah instead of like nah mate the problem's on you yeah for judging and I, reading it the wrong way I agree with you man I feel I feel it's more it's more that I feel like we should I feel like if you feel it was right at the time and if everybody was cool with it at the time then whoever's not cool with it is taking it out of context a lot of the time as well yeah you know um well, they're not cool with it they're just not cool with it man keep it moving because dancehall especially dancing in dancehall is a very expressive yeah. thing and has been for many years so and okay. I don't want it to change can you imagine That's what it would be like if you went you went flipping Weddy Wednesday or maybe more so Mojito you know Uptown Monday whatever yeah and there was no dancing going on yeah I was about to say the same thing like well ask the same thing because like to a certain degree, there's been like quote unquote negative stuff that have been said in dancehall. Not just like really controversial stuff, but I mean like even linking with this Don or shouting out this Don, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's been the result of people getting visas cancelled. Mm-hmm. So, well, allegedly. So, with that being said, like, so then we've had like a sanitised version of dancehall to a certain <coughs> extent where some people don't want to say a Don's name from a certain area or they don't want to make a bad man tune because mm. they think oh this might affect my money so could we come to a point where dancers are like well 
we're only going to do like safe dancing because it's not like one once upon a time where you was having like dances like the Willie Bounce and Malinga where everybody knew them all. It's not really like that as much anymore unless you're like really into dance. So I just wonder if like we will get to a point where people are just doing certain dances. And I mean, the dances have already been run out of dancing, of the dance hall, sorry. Say like, maybe in about 2010, 2011. Because if you think between then and then like Siva, you weren't really having any yeah. dancing songs. Do you get what I'm saying? So, And then these things are phases, right? Yeah. So, um, and we, like you just said, we have, really had a big dance in a long time mm. um, that everybody was doing that everybody knew about yeah, whether or not you was really into dance or or not you know or, what I mean you, you had a dance that to a certain extent even though we've been chatting about the same thing that like the Americans was doing as well yeah yeah you know what I mean I, I can't remember the last one that I mean everybody every was single on. choreography that they do for a dancehall video you get the willy bounce in there yeah yeah exactly that's probably the last yeah that's willy probably the last one dip, you get them maybe an olinga you might get an olinga mm. and sweep I've seen that one creeping a few times that what well, that's that same era though it's just after but yeah it is that same, phase yeah, yeah, that, sorry, that, yeah. That, that, you know so you kind of think about that and you say well boy you know and every week you get the dancers and say that they got a new dance in the cycle and you know dance them just don't seem to be busting like how they were but you know there's going to be one and then you know you'll get the right song mm. um, and it'll, it'll take off because that's what you need you need a good dancing song yeah, as well yeah. um, Ellie has done well over the years yeah most definitely he's done well with dancing songs over the years but we need a we definitely need a dancing song I mean I to me like, Civil was quite a big song. But yes. I didn't really hear it too much outside of dancehall parties. Mm. Aji Bonks like, as well. Aji Bonks was decent. Yeah. But once again, in that... The only one that I would say has kind of... That I've heard out of that space is probably, like, Way Up and Stay Up. Yeah. Which is on the happy hour. But yeah. then I didn't really see too many people doing the dance which is quite interesting because it obviously had one it had a video sorry way up the way up's a funny one it's like and again it's, it seems as though with dances they just seem very individual if that makes sense so the way up it was it was it was definitely a funny one because I know when I was playing that when playing way up in the dance you'd hear people saying it but they're not in it it's yeah, almost yeah, like they're yeah. not Doing the dance. Doing the dance. So you're yeah. like, what? You know? And you get the look of forward when you play, but not, you know, to the, to the aspect of everybody dancing. So... Do you know Maybe it was a bit too much of a... Too many know, actions. Maybe it was too expressive. Like, mm. in a sense of you had to be moving. It's not... Well, maybe not, actually. You could do it. Sta- but it's not really one that you could do stationary, is no. it? You had to move. And it, it required a little bit of coordination. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just too much for the people because I mean though. like Willie Bounce you could do yeah. standing still you could, if you get yeah. what I'm saying like in the same place yeah you could just rock a little bit yeah Nalinga you could you didn't have to move Gully yeah. Creeper you did kind of but you could still kind of be in the similar kind of proximity yeah 
I don't know, maybe it was too expressive. I don't know. Maybe it was too much. Was the dance too much, people? But anyway, we're going to wrap it up there anyway. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening in. Cersei, big up for your time. Big you know, up good to conversation you. as per usual. Yes, sir. How, where can the people find you? Yeah, man, if you want to get on the social media, everything's at Cersei, at S E R O C E E. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Snapchat, the whole works, man. All right. How, and, how can they get you, Marvin? Oh, at Marvin Sparks. Um, man like Marvin Sparks.com. And yeah, everything will be around from that. If in doubt, just Google Marvin Sparks and you'll be able to see a bunch of stuff. But yeah, thank you for listening in. That's been Talk the Things. Safe. Bim.